Uh, today's presentation is all about giving you the skills necessary to transition into this virtual world and work with virtual assistants effectively. And if you are considering hiring a virtual assistant, today is going to be a really good place for you to basically get everything that we've learned over 13 years and get a shortcut. The very first thing that I want everybody in this call to realize is the world has shifted. And this webinar is about preparing you for that shift. And the business landscape is even more challenging. Under a million dollars in revenue, 96% of all businesses fall under a million dollars in revenue. So most of these um, businesses under a million dollars, 60% of them report to the IRS that they made no money, zero money. And so when you think about how hard it is to grow and scale a business, the challenges are real, man. We're, we're in living in COVID times, you know, everybody's moving and transitioning to digital world. And at the same time, business is harder than ever to win and succeed. So I don't know if you're like me, but like you, there are times when I feel like this hamster on a wheel. You know, the reality is growing and scaling a business is just difficult. It's hard. It's one of the hardest things that I've ever done. You know, it's not for the faint of heart. So um, 2009 on my honeymoon in the middle of the night, I'm literally in the bar on my honeymoon in Guatemala. There's monkeys and there's trees and everybody's swinging around and it's just an amazing spot. And I find myself on my honeymoon working at one in the morning. The reality is that this is what it is to be an entrepreneur. If you're here, you're here because these are the topics that were interesting to you. First thing I want you to know is outsourcing is normal. Wildly enough, a company like Kellogg, Kellogg is the biggest market that they serve is the US and yet 80% of their employees are actually overseas overseas. So 80% of their employees aren't in their largest market. The biggest market where they sell, their majority of their employees are not here. And so all we're doing today is talking with you and about how to do this and how to do it right because these major Fortune 500 companies have been doing it from, from since the 70s and 80s for a very, very, very long time. And so we're going to talk about how to integrate a virtual assistant in the, in the team. Couple things, daily huddles. In the first 90 days, my suggestion is to every day meet with a new employee on your team. Even if it's a check-in, like further down the road, let's say it's their 100th day or their 160s day, you, you know, first six months, every day you're saying, hi, how are you? You got your tasks ready for the day. Do you need any support? Do you need anything? But in that first 30 days, the suggestion is take an hour out of your day. Now, a start of day report, you come in and you say, hey, these are the five things I'm going to do for the day. And these are the two things I need support on. So, and then at the end of their day, you say, look, I accomplished these 14 or 15 things throughout the day. These five are still pending and I'm going to move them to my start of day report for the next day. The other thing is goals, resources, and learnings for the week. When you give a task to somebody, it's really important that you check in with them and that you ask the question, do you need any support or resources before you can go and do that task? Integrating a virtual assistant into an existing team's I love agile 
project management. That is a system. Um, it's a, it's a well-known project management. Whenever you have multiple people contributing to a single project, setting out timelines, fully describing it, knowing who is a contributor versus who owns it and who is being informed. And these are all things. Now, Agile project management is when you're managing a complex multi-person project. And this is something that our virtual assistants help their clients with all day long. If you don't want to use those that methodology because it is complicated and it's for complex projects, then there are a lot of tools like Monday, Asana, Trello, Slack. And I'll give you some examples. We're sharing, this is internal to my outdesk. I'm sharing some of our task management platforms. This is Basecamp and this is Monday. We use Monday for our marketing team and we use Basecamp for our internal IT team. So any development that we're doing for our clients, any you know processes that we're doing inside of our developer team. So the other thing, and this is a bonus, by the way, this is just a hundred percent bonus. I really love 1Password. All of our companies, all of my personal investments, and you can kind of see this mod marketing. The marketing team has 137 items inside of this as a password management. If we add somebody to the team, or subtract somebody from the team, I don't have to go through all of our marketing platforms and change the password 173 times. I have one spot, one password, one spot to go in and remove a person or add a person. Makes for a very, very streamlined kind of adoption in or an extraction out of a particular company. So uh, time management. Now, you don't have to use ours. And if you're not a client, no big deal, but you definitely ought to have some sort of productivity tracking platform. All of our virtual assistants log into our system and in that system we can track, did they show up on time? Are they working? What's their internet speed? You know, what systems are they in? Are they on Facebook all day long or are they actually in the CRM doing the work or are they on the phones most of the day if they're actually supposed to be answering phones or calling people? Our system our productivity platform basically tells us if a virtual assistant is working. And that's really important when you have a fully remote or fully dispersed team. The other thing is that we have MyOutDesk, the client portal, which is a place basically for our clients to get not only the content that we have, copies of the books, but they can change their credit card. They have access to the productivity tracker. They can update billing. This is a place for our clients to manage the virtual assistant scenario, like who's on the team and what they're doing and when they show up. And this is a really big deal if you're having a virtual assistant. I can't tell you how many times I've had this conversation where somebody hires a virtual assistant, but then they don't want to fully integrate them into their communication platform. They like kind of want to keep them separate from the business. And this is a really scary concept. I really want you to give your virtual assistant a phone number, a company phone number, a company email, company access to the chat platform. We use something called Glip. There's Slack. There's uh, Gchat. There's a ton of instant messaging platforms. You know, Facebook has Workforce. I mean, there's a bazillion of them and I don't really care which one you use, but you should use them and your virtual assistant should be treated like any other team member. And here are the, if you're interested in like what the basics are, a local phone number is a big deal. I love giving them company email and company chat. And this, last one is super, super important. You've got to do video training. 
so many platforms out there exist to do Camtasia is an example of a great video platform. Loom is another example of a training video platform. Zoom, Google has their own now. It's um, Google Meet or something, but you can record your screen and you could record yourself doing training. And then once you've created it, it's created and it's done. Plus there's something about text or or phone communication that just isn't as good as face-to-face. So things to avoid, these are common mistakes. And when I say common, I literally have seen these hundreds, if not thousands of times. A client onboarding a virtual assistant and then not having enough time to meet with them and understand the operation. Share with them your mission, your vision, the, the whole reason your company exists, your origin story. You've got to convey those learnings and all of the mistakes that you've made and your origin story, your values, your vision. This is a big deal for your virtual assistant because once they embrace your company's core values and your mission and the all the good stuff about your company, they'll adopt it. They'll start being like a soldier in the trenches fighting with you and fighting to obtain your goals. So this is a big deal. I like to assign our virtual assistants a company point of contact, like who's managing this virtual assistant? And then I like to give them a buddy, somebody in the company that isn't their direct boss that they can ping questions to. Now it's better if that person can be someone who has a similar or same job or did that job before. So now not only are they talking to subject matter experts, but they're talking to somebody who's not their boss. There's no such thing as a plug and play solution. They need to be given direction. We're going to go over that in just a second. The other thing is we've had companies onboard virtual assistants and not get that virtual assistant into the company culture. And so the biggest deal that you can do is onboard a virtual assistant into the culture and let them have all of the benefits of being an employee at your company. Once you do that, they're going to thrive and really drive the success at your company. The other thing is, you know, get them into the team meetings. It's weird, but this is a big deal because as you're running a team meeting, you're probably used to having it in a conference room and having physical people there. Now, if you're listening to this, this is going to blow your mind, but this is literally the rule, scientifically proven. This is how much time it takes somebody to do, to learn a task. Forget about virtual assistants. This is for anybody. And this is called the 30X rule. And here is the thing. I screwed this up. This is why, this one thing, if you get nothing from today, this is why I was working on my honeymoon because I screwed this up. I didn't train well and I didn't have SOPs, which we're going to go over, and I didn't do play, pause, do, and I didn't set clear expectations and I didn't document what that time frame for a thing was. And so here I am working on my honeymoon. So the 30X rule says this, if you spend five minutes doing a task a day, you need to multiply that by 30, that's 150 minutes of training to invest in someone else before they can do the work for you. Now, what that means though, is over time, once you've trained them, once you've spent the 150 minutes of, of training to do the five minute task, over time, you actually have a 733% return on time invested. The challenge is getting somebody to actually do that first 150 minutes of training. So we call it play, pause, do. So here's, here's the upgrade for everybody. And, it, and again, this one's a big deal. 
I'll record my screen doing the work that I want done. So literally I turned on Zoom, I pulled up the system that we, we, we use for our PR, and then I started talking about the how, what, and why. And so now every single time that a PR appointment lands on my calendar, I have a format and a framework that I can work off of. And that video took me all of five or 10 minutes, gave it to the virtual assistant, L, she then typed up the instructions, sent me the instructions. I reviewed the instructions, made a couple change, sent it back to her. Now we have standard operating procedures along with a video explaining how I want it done and why I want it done. And now every single time for the rest of my career, I'm getting our meetings booked in a particular way. What I love about doing the video, documenting the work is the virtual assistant watches the video, writes it down. And that, and just that, just that one thing raises their level of understanding of why that task is being done. And then you could have a finalized meeting where you meet, you talk it through. The more complex this, the, the task is, obviously the larger, the more time frame it takes to do the task, maybe the larger the SOP is. Before you know it, Everything inside your business is documented. Like all of a sudden your team members start understanding the business in the same way that you understand the business. I used to give somebody a task verbally. In fact, and sometimes I still find myself in that space where I'll verbally explain. Here's the thing though, 67% of written communication is misunderstood. 37% of verbal communication is misunderstood. And even when you write it down and you give it to somebody and you're doing a face-to-face, -face, sometimes more than 50% of the communication that you had with them is misunderstood. So when you implement a task management platform and you write things down and you do a video face-to-face -face conference, the likelihood that your virtual assistant or your employer or anybody really, maybe even your spouse, um, understands the task fully goes way, way, way up. But this step ensures that the task is understood. What I would do, communicate the task in a written format, set in the project management, the task management, you know, software. So there's a time frame. it's articulated. They understand the what, the why. And then as the virtual assistant is one or two hours into doing that 10 hour task, come back and check in with them. Have them do a presentation about their understanding about what you're actually asking for, what their part in the job is, and what that task looks like. Then you're checking in with them and making sure that there's there might be areas that you could help them streamline it. There might be areas of understanding that they don't know. But the point is in that check-in, when it's 10 to 20% of the way done, you have the opportunity to assess understanding, make sure they're on the right track and not waste time or money. So I just want to be clear, discuss the why, discuss the how, make sure that's, that's in, in your written instruction. I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to be real with everybody on this call. Usually when there's a mistake, it's because I didn't communicate the conversation well enough, or I didn't give the directions, or I wasn't part of the solution, or or there's some mistake that I made. The other day, I, I assigned a task. It didn't turn out the way I wanted. So, I've trained myself now to look at how I communicated the task and verified the directions and documentation and the conversation was clear enough. But sure enough, missed a deadline, had a mistake happen, 
and it was my failure. There are so many distractions in an office. There are so many interruptions, colleagues, office politics, stress um, of commuting, a lot of waste when it comes to physical office versus virtual office. Before COVID, only 4% of the U.S. worked remotely. Now that COVID's hit, more than 60% of the world, the world is working remotely. There's some good things and there's some bad things here. There is a process to effectively manage a remote team. Everything that we've been talking about today is remote focused, but here's the big one. This is what I find. People prefer in-house assistants or employees who are in the office because they have what we call tribal knowledge, meaning their business is locked in their brain. The business is all right here in the frontal lobe of their brain. And in order to get it out, it's a lot easier just to tell somebody when you're face to face. But when you're managing remote teams, you're required to document it. You're required to pull that tribal knowledge out of your employees, out of your partners, out of yourself. And that process really, really creates scale. Again, it helps you sell your business. It helps you document it. And my favorite line is my employees get to serve our clients. You guys, hopefully some of you guys are here, our clients, but they get to serve our clients exactly the way I want them served. And that is a huge deal. Think about managing employees the same way you love on kids. It's a very simple way when you're working with your virtual assistant, what you want to remember is if there's a mistake, they don't want to make a mistake. They want to make you happy. And so usually there's just not enough of communication around it. The pH culture, Philippines, we're talking about virtual assistants in the Philippines. That's our business. Um, they're heavy, heavy, heavy on belonging and being part of your team. So anything you can do to help them feel like they belong and they are part of the team, you're going to see big dividends from that. I'm so lucky to be 13 years into working with our virtual assistants because they know all of my crazy things. They know, you know, the silliness. They know when I'm not happy, when I'm upset, when I'm really happy. They know they just, they've learned over time. Just realize that there is not only a cultural difference, but there's also a language difference. Our, our virtual assistants speak perfect English. So don't worry about that. But there are little differences between what you say and what they say. And you just have to learn how they communicate. The other thing is virtual high fives, virtual hugs, virtual attaboys go a really long way when you're working with somebody virtually or when you're working with somebody who is a virtual assistant in the Philippines. So guys, this is the common um, question. I want to leave you with this and then we're going to give away the book, but here's the system when there is a mistake or something happens. These are the three questions to ask real quick, pull out your cell phone, your cell phones. And I'm going to give you a copy of our book. It's a best-selling book. Wildly enough, it's internationally best-selling. It sold, um, Japan was the second uh, largest market besides the US that it became a bestseller, which is crazy to me, but it is what it is. All you need to do to get a copy of the book is text SVP. So Sam Victor Paul, scale with virtual professionals, SVP to 319 nine, six, and you'll get either a Kindle or a PDF version of your book. What I love about it is there's an entire section here about the things that we do. We help businesses get administrative help, marketing help, prospecting help, 
and then customer service and support help. Those are the four areas that we serve our clients here at my Outdesk. And the book has guides, not only for how to train, but it also has how to have virtual success, everything that we've talked about today. Plus it has how to launch a virtual assistant. Plus it has those four required. So in those four areas, there are required frameworks. There's a required things for a business to have. There's the required systems and processes. And we outline those in the book. So if you're building a sales team, like a prospecting team, if you're building a marketing team, all of the methodologies that we used um, are in this book and you can have a copy of it and go through it. It's a really easy read. It's only 130 pages. Every single step, every single slide, there's a blog post, there's a downloadable document, there's something some piece of content that will help you succeed, grow, and scale your business with virtual professionals. My name is Daniel Ramsey. I appreciate your time today and thanks for coming. Appreciate all, all of you guys.